Brad Lewis from Bradley in the studio with me. I'm sure we're going to talk about that little opening that I just said, but boys, mm. welcome in. Kia ora, Sammy. Afternoon, Sam. Afternoon, Brad. Uh, going to start uh, this with uh, actually opening statements from you both. So I just want to know what's been on your mind in the sporting realms uh, this week and perhaps from over the weekend, Rubes. We'll start with you. Yeah, well, I find myself, uh, Your Honour, uh, captured <laughs> still... Oh, it's caucus, so naked. technically oh, I... Yeah. True, Prime Minister. <laughs> Prime Minister. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Mr Hipkins. Uh, captured by the FIFA Women's World Cup and how it has captured the country and it is a breath of fresh air to have new, different sport, new, different personalities and, and despite the fact that New Zealand are no longer competing in the tournament, uh, the energy still remains. I find myself in the awkward position of going, hey, I think I want Australia to win this thing. Nah. I, sit, you, <laughs> I, I feel like with that topic in general, for me it's always uh, been a matter of what sport it is. I've got plenty of time for the English cricket team, for example, zero time for the English rugby team, etc. etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, so that's it from the FIFA Women's World Cup. The uh, All Black squad entirely uh, predictable. I don't think there could have been any 11th hour changes even despite that hairy performance against Australia given how the results had gone this season. Mm-hmm. I think any of those 11th hour substitutions couldn't have happened. So that's been on my mind as well. And finally to see this England and therefore perhaps shadow squad England tour squad uh, for the Black Caps Uh, obviously there's no Kane Williamson but just exciting to see when that we have so many tours these days that are second strength tour squads, rested players, T20 tournaments, pulling players out of action, so cool to see what we actually can deliver uh, as a squad Mm. when all our big guns are available uh, minus one Nicely. So that's <laughs> the biggest. That's where I'm at. That's been yeah. the biggest. I'm yeah, going to ask you. Of. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask, ask you about that a bit later on. Um, Brad, an opening statement from you, please. Yeah, look, um, first of all, great opener from you, Sammy. Thanks, Brad. Um, and I know you've been copying it. Uh, <laughs> and um, I just, look, uh, there's been a lot of things on my mind. Football World Cup. And again, it, it comes down to just sitting in that studio uh, next to us where the producers sit. And hearing this morning just a few negative comments from the typical New Zealand football bashing audience saying, oh, how can you have a nil or draw and call it an exciting game? Well, mate, football's been around for 150 years, bro. The first World Cup was in 1930. There were nil or games back then. The game's still thriving. We've had a debate the last two days um, off the mic on what the biggest sporting event globally is in terms mm. of what's watched. You know, I'll, I'll, rest, I'll rest on the FIFA World Cup. <laughs> Like 5.6 billion people watched the World Cup last year. Mm. Like there's nothing wrong with football, all right? So, you know, just because it's a sport that you don't like, all good, you know, each to your own. Mm-hmm. But don't knock it. Football doesn't need knocking. It's a proven commodity as a great sport. This tournament was always going to be successful and has proven so. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the Aussies, two rubes, but the fact that my, my, uh, my mother and my grandmother and my grandfather are all from England – Got a got a root for the Palms now, yeah. and they're a likable team too. I think English football team. So um, I think that's been great. Um, and yeah, the Black Cap squad really really interesting. I'm just like reading through the squad. I think Ratchan Ravindra has probably benefited from Michael Bracewell's injury. That's probably why he's in that squad. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that this is the team that will go to the World Cup. Will Young probably drops out if, if uh, Kane Williamson comes in. Um, I reckon it's a, it's a really strong team. I think Finn Allen's probably under a bit of pressure in this England series. But then is it is 
is it Phil Allen, the dropout, or will it be Will Young? So I reckon they could be in a competition between each other. Um, and as for the Rugby World Cup squad, um, man, it's been a bumper couple of days on the run home. We had Stevie, um, Divine, and Beeve on the show on Monday. Um, great analysis from those two guys. There was a point where um, where Dagger rang in, and we were listening to three All Blacks speaking on a on a Rugby World Cup squad, which I thought was really really cool. Uh, and then yesterday, Steve Hansen, John Hart breaking down that team. What a bumper half hour that was. Um, some really interesting comments from both guys. Both think we're a loose forward short. And that's yeah, coming from two, that. you know, potentially you may, maybe Caleb Clark has made it in ahead of a, a loose forward. Mm. So uh, that's interesting. You you could see a guy like Shannon Frizzell play most games at this tournament. Mm. Mm. Okay, so great topics from all, from both of you, and we'll uh, we'll get into them one by one. Let's start with the Women's World Cup. Um, question I want to ask you, Rubes, are you surprised at just how much New Zealand's gotten behind it? And I know before the tournament they talked about ticket sales and, and not being quite what they wanted and a lot of us were saying well that, that's the Kiwi way we, yeah. we're, a, we're a walk up crowd that's what we do but still I'm a little bit surprised at just how captured we are by it now even with the ferns out of the, out of the tournament look I think yeah, perhaps it has uh, mildly surprised me I think there's two key factors in here one is that we have uh, people who didn't think it was going to be successful or or whatever, uh, is underestimating the power and the sway of something that FIFA puts on. It is, you know, they are second or right up there in in power brokers next to the US government and the IOC. It, it is that kind of, and they can put on an, an event, you know. Uh, they were talking bubbles, you know, for the last 40 years before it began. You know, they know how to lock stuff down and you go to Eden Park and you're going to go on Friday uh, again for that quarterfinal and... Uh, you don't feel like you're at Eden Park. You feel like you're at a FIFA World yeah. Cup event. Mm. Great point. Um, and point. that is something really quite special and unique. You can see that on the television as well. The other thing is we can't discount the impact of that Norway result had on galvanising yeah. the support behind it. That's true, yeah. But it's funny. We had this conversation the other day, Brad, about whether or not Kiwis would care as much or be as interested in if it wasn't in New Zealand. They wouldn't. But that's, mm. that's like... Australians wouldn't care about it as much if it wasn't in Australia. They'd still care about it because the team's really good. But you know, it's 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 no different than if if the tournament was in Spain, where the viewing hours are terrible. No, no, of course we wouldn't be watching it. But that that that's beside the point. The fact is, and I was, uh, it's a FIFA World Cup, and I, I was walking to Eden Park with my son uh, for the U.S. Vietnam game. And um, I was walking with a friend of mine. He was taking his son as well. I was just like, mate, we're going to a World Cup football game right now. Yeah. Think about that for a mm-hmm. sec. Yep. In our own country, walked into that stadium, did not recognize it. Eden Park has never looked as good with no advertising on the ground. Mm. That's the thing about this clean stadia is you're not getting these bollocks sponsorship names on the on the pitch and, and uh, on the sideline and stuff like that. Mm. It's literally just the LED boards, right? Yeah. It looks beautiful. Uh, it's the beautiful game. And it's... Uh, speaking to a few people who have sort of questioned, man, why has this Football World Cup been so successful? Because football's easy to understand. Mm. You put the ball in the back of the net. You know, there's no rucks, there's no lineouts, there's no malls, there's no scrums, there's not a lot of dodgy refereeing decisions. There's there's a couple of opinionated, questionable decisions here and there, but it's reasonably easy to understand. And if there is a bad decision, VAR picks it up. Mm. You know, yep. so I, I just think it's because. A, you can take your kids to it and explain to them how what 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 the story is, and, and B, it's just it's it's football. It's been around for a long time. Most people in this country 
would have an ancestor probably from Europe that has played football before. Mm. So you're aware of it. Mm. Speaking of clean stadium, do you remember 2003 yes, or I 1999, do. I suppose, when we put up this futile fight against clean stadium against Australia. As, and we lost the World Cup rugby hosting rights to, 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 to Australia for because 2003. Because How behind yeah. the times were we? Now we've realised what a futile fight that was I to put up. I remember that debate. Like, <laughs> oh, we, but, but, uh, but the stadium sponsored by blah, 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 yeah. blah. We cannot. And <laughs> ANZ is the major spot. And you're, you're 100% right. And you know what this says to me? This says to me that Australia and New Zealand, and probably Australia by itself, and I know they're bidding for 30-34, could host the Men's World yes. Cup. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, and I would love to see, I don't know what the relationship is between New Zealand and Australian football, but I'd love to see New Zealand, hey, can we host the group? Even, you, if, even if the All-Whites aren't involved. Did you say there's a 30-34 there's a bid, there's a, there's kind a, of thing? Australia have indicated their intention to bid for 30 30 Because 34. with 26 being USA, Mexico, and Canada... Hmm. I think they're probably obliged to spread it out and spread the cost to another country. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. I don't know why more um, major tournaments don't do that. Like even we've talked about the Commonwealth Games and why that doesn't sort of happen more mm. often. Um, yeah, because I think the point about it being a World Cup is quite interesting. Like the semi-final at Eden Park on um, Tuesday, which next we're week, going to, which Thanks, we're Sammy. going to. Um, you know, this is going to be the call of all calls outside of me saying the Warriors won't win the Premiership. But could that be one of the biggest events Eden Park's ever hosted? Potentially. Like, and and I'm talking from a worldwide perspective because we can get trapped in the rugby bubble of, you know, 2011 Rugby World Cup final. Yeah. But from a global perspective, you know, and it's, it's, it's not the Men's it's World Cup. It's probably going to be the most watched game of sports, mm. um, especially if Japan's playing, right? Mm. If Japan make that final, mm. their whole country will be watching it. It could be the most watched game of sport in New Zealand of all time. Yeah. Big call, but I'm willing to throw it's it out there. To argue. It, it is, uh, yeah, it's captioning the, the only one that competes fantastic. is the 2011 final. I always, I, I always wonder here, just as a quick mm. question, because we do need to move on. Um, I, I often find tournaments that keep the favorite. I'm, I'm really weird like this. Sometimes I want favorites to win. Sometimes I want underdogs. When I'm never the guy that always goes for the underdog. Like I, for example, wanted the USA to sort of kick on, right? Me too, because we so, can't watch them in the semi-final. Correct. So, <laughs> is there an element of like if you lose a couple of the big, like let's say yes. England had bailed out and the USA had bailed out, do you think the interest would would, would drop off? Or, or, or is there more interest because you've now got a team like Japan that might win This the is whole a thing. great point because talking to Kirsty Stanway yesterday, she's actually loved the upsets because she's been getting behind these teams and she's all on Japan and Spain now, right? She didn't care that the USA got knocked out and she is not a football lover. Beave was the same. Mm. Beave actually enjoyed enjoys the upsets in a sport where he's not familiar with it. So I think for me and you, Sam, and I was really disappointed when the USA got knocked out for selfish reasons. Yeah. I wanted to watch them play a semi-final against the Dutchies or Japan or whoever they would end up playing, Spain. Uh, but yeah, purely for selfish reasons. But I think for the casual viewer, they might be enjoying the fact that Japan are on this run and that, you know, maybe Colombia might cause an upset in the next round in their game as well. So who knows? I just think with the foothold still of women's football, not quite as strong as the men's game yet, uh, those really established classic teams mm. aren't quite, you know, if you'd had a final between Morocco and Croatia, that would have been infinitely less good than France the Argentina Fragile. I'll tell you one thing, you know you can bet your bottom dollar Australian football wants England-Australia in that oh, semi-final. Oh, heck yeah. That'll be good. This. And, and last, last, uh, the other night broke the record for the, uh, I think it bet the NRL and any NRL or AFL grand final was the Australian game versus Denmark. Wow, that's I, big. I would imagine that if the Matildas play England in a semi-final of the World Cup, 
the numbers on both sides of the world are going to be it's, huge for that game. It's like um, the, the whole uh, North American sport argument, like they always want the big market teams in the finals, like, you know, the Lakers and the Boston Celtics, as opposed to, you know, the Phoenix Suns. Or yeah, the these Timberwolves. Small, yeah, these small yeah. market teams. Um, quickly before we take a break, well, not too quickly, but uh, Rugby World Cup, I'm going to run this theme actually for the next couple of topics. So right off the bat, will we win the Rugby World Cup, Ruben Bradley? And now this isn't yes. can we, this is will yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I uh, said an opinion piece last week on the run home. History proves that we do not win World Cups away from home. One in seven or one in eight. Uh, can we win the World Cup? One hundred percent. Will we? Of course we can. I mm. don't think so. So this is the, this is the, this is the problem I have with it. With and, all and these I'm conversations. Shoot me for being negative because yep. I'm not being negative, folks. It's an opinion. I'm allowed to have yeah, one, yeah. And, and I'm using so- history and, as, as my as my it's a, source. Yeah, and it's the same thing as the Warriors. Like you can still love the team, you can still want them to, to yeah. win, you can still believe in them and that sort of thing. But you can still have a realistic view that you know that that somebody else is the favourite or somebody else could win it. So the the problem I have is that you have to split the can and the will because. Sport is like that. Of course, anyone can win. I, I really don't like that line. Anyone can win mm. on their day. Of course, they can. The lowest ranked football team can beat the top ranked football on their day. Yes. It's sport that can happen. I get that. What I'm asking is, with the team that you've got named and how, and with the imposter, and look, I'm one of those people who I said last year we will not win the World Cup. I, I'm going to stand by my word. I said we're not going to win the World Cup in a year's time. And I actually came out and said, if you're in that camp with me right now, there were a lot of people, right? There were a lot of people in that camp yep. after the South Africa loss, right? I said if you're in that camp. Now, you can't just change your mind mm. if we win a, a couple of games. You need to look at it analytically and objectively and, and see what's in front of you. Now, I know there's been changes. There's been coaching changes. Foster's brought in some new assistants, which has made a massive difference. He started to get the squad ticking. I still don't think we're going to win. If we do win, I will come out and I will apologize to Ian Foster and I will say I got it wrong. I will 100% stand on my stake there. But I'm expecting, if we don't win, for people to pat me on the back for saying, for, you know what I mean? Like they it's got to go both ways. <laughs> it has to go both ways. You can't just be a, 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 a sort of, um, not unrealistic, but you can't just have blind faith. You've got to step back and actually look at what's in front of us. We've got a French team that's very, very strong playing at home. We've got an Ireland team that's number one in the world and beat the All Blacks twice in New Zealand last year. You've got South Africa who are always going to be strong. You know, I think you have to have a bit of realism to your, to your belief. So uh, our last three games, if... Things go to seedings. Uh, let's say it's Ireland, England, um, Ireland, England, France. Mm. The last three games we played the tournament. Uh, last time we played England, we drew with them. Two of the last three times we played Ireland, we lost. The last time we played France, we lost. I'm going on statistics, and I'm going on recent. You know, recency bias is a thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going on. And the history of rugby world cups that aren't played in New Zealand. You know, we're two from two at home. We're one from seven away from home. That, that tells me that the odds are in the favour of the field. And I'm taking the field over the All Blacks. Do you want to make a call on a team, or are you just going to take any of any of the three or oh, four? Look, I think France, South Africa, Ireland, one of those three teams, or the All Blacks. Those are one of those, I think those are the only four teams capable of winning the tournament. Yeah, I've moved, well, my position last year when we would have had this conversation was always, and I'm pretty sure we had a similar conversation in the newsroom, Sammy, uh, that I've always been a we can win, even in the depths of uh, losing two tests to Ireland, some dodgy rugby championship results, we all, and the draw against England. Uh, we <laughs> always, we can still win. 
Now I'm moving to the position that I believe we are the best placed side to win. Therefore, I believe that 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 needs to lead to the fact that I That's think we will win. And I don't know where everyone's sudden faith in France at a World Cup has come from. Yes, they're brilliant. Yes, they'll be at home. That's a well, new factor. But, so, but hold what on. has led us to have faith in, faith in France and Ireland at a World Cup? If but, you're going to bring up World Cup history, you just said before that you, no matter where we're at, you believe we can win. What's that based off? Because the only times we've won the World Cup is when we've, we've gone won the as World one of the strongest. Three times. When we went in yes, as but, the strongest but, but, team in the world. We won, we won 2015 with arguably the greatest rugby team that's ever played. Yes, that and, 20, and, and in and, form and, and the best in the world. Like and, There was no debate about it. And we won our two World Cups when we played every single game in New Zealand. Okay, oh, Well, actually, 87, we played a game in Brisbane and we smashed Wales in the semi-final. Sport recall. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but, like, the... His, you talking about history and France's history Beef goes on about how Ireland at World Cups choke and they do World Cup history shows that when the All Blacks play a World Cup away from home we lose in semi-finals and quarter-finals that's what history shows to me you know if, if we can make the World Cup final I would back us to win because we've only ever lost one of those to South Africa in 95 thank you Susie mm. so for me if we make the final I, I think we will win but I, I, I have my doubts man well the biggest test playing, is the quarter-final look, look Scotland have the potential to upset one of those two teams, right? So you, through a miraculous draw, we could play Scotland and Argentina or Fiji in the quarters and semis. Mm. If that's the case, the All Blacks will win the World Cup. But see, that's what I'm saying with the Warriors as well. Like, if Penrith get knocked out by somebody else, yeah. that's almost a clean I, run for us. I, you don't, know? I, I, don't, I think, look, I know that you're, you're 100% right that the Warriors you know, don't go well against those teams. I think the only team we can't beat is Penrith. Yeah, okay, we've got to take a break, boys, and we're going to have to take some new sport weather as well, but stay with us. Uh, you can text through your thoughts on double eight double three. It's the Wednesday Caucus with Brad Lewis and Ruben Bradley. We've got a few more topics to cover off when we come back. Ruben Bradley. I just remembered we randomly watched The Office reruns last night and it was the most enjoyment <laughs> I've had watching TV. You know, I, I messaged my wife yesterday afternoon, I'm bored of our TV shows, let's do something else, let's play cards. And we did end up watching an Office rerun first. It was delightful, I love that show. That's great. It's a good UK de- or US? Well, I love both of them, yeah. but in this case, US. Yeah, good. Uh, good detour, a good... Uh, what is it? Sidebar. Um, sidebar. Uh, diversion. Distraction. <laughs> anyway, back to what we're talking about here. We've got the Wednesday caucus with Ruben Bradley and Brad Lewis in studio with me just talking through some sporting topics, getting a little bit heated as well. Uh, there's a text that came in here, and I want to bring it up before I move on to the next topic, Brad, because you were talking about it in the break about France. Uh, Brendan said a 14-man Scotland came from behind to beat a French team missing DuPont. Is that a problem for the French depth? Possibly an Ireland leaked a lot of points against Italy in their game. No, because France rested 24 players for that game because those are the 24 that they know were going to the World Cup every other player was on trial. I watched the game, um, listened to the commentators, that what they were talking about. So, look, DuPont is key, but my challenge to New Zealand last week was name me without Googling a French player not called DuPont because these are some of the best players in the world, folks, and they've proven it for the last two years. Yeah, and you think New Zealand is we sort of live in a bubble where we think our players are the best in the world. Correct. Yeah. Like, like, um, like look, B, Sam Kane is very close to the best number seven in the world, and that's certainly who B thinks he is, but Josh van der Fleer proved last year he's one of the best rugby players on the planet and outplayed whoever was in front of him when the All Blacks played Ireland last year. Um, Okay, next topic. uh, The Warriors, same question. Will they win? No, but they can. (laughs) I know they can. And more importantly, I really, really want them to win. Of course we do. So badly. Of course we do. It would be the highlight outside of Liverpool winning the Premier League. Mm. It is my my number one sporting want is the Warriors to win. Yeah, it would be my my life highlight. I have to say no as well, unfortunately. Right, so... Break it down a little bit here. The Warriors, 
who, you know, are, are going very, very well. And I said it in my opening, it arguably is one of the greatest... Tur- if they made the grand final, it would be one of the greatest turnarounds in a 12-month span for any club, like probably in New Fair Zealand. Um, certainly in mm. the NRL. No one's really done what they've done. Um, and that's a big credit to Andrew Webster. Uh, are we able to just divorce... Like, you can still be a massive fan. You can still want, as we've just said, want them to win and want nothing more than them to win, but still understand that Penrith are the best team in the NRL and no one really comes close. The way I see it, team, is that if there wasn't the Penrith Panthers, I'd feel 100% more confident that they would win. And you made a point in the break, Sammy, that you know the Penrith Panthers right now are the Canterbury Crusaders, or the, the Crusaders, sorry, and they have proven, despite the fact that they lost to the Chiefs twice this year, that they were always going to get them in the final, and they proved that in the final by winning that game. That folks, that is what the Warriors are dealing with. They are dealing with the best coach in the NRL, one of the best coaches in NRL history, arguably the best player in the world right now, Nathan Cleary. Um, you know, one of the best wingers in the world, one of the best fullbacks in the world. This team is so so good, yeah, so hard to beat. Um, and that is why I don't think we'll win because for the simple fact is we have to beat Penrith to do it. Mm. Oh, absolutely. When you look at that, you you, you take a, a Penrith match up wherever it could fall in the playoffs, and uh, the Warriors, uh, you know, obviously would not be favourites in that game. And then you look at the other teams that they might face at the business end, the, be it the Broncos, the Storm, mm. those games you're looking at sort of 50 50. Yes, we could probably better chance of beating them. And once you add those and, and you do your maths of probability, it's getting, you know, it's getting and, into your 20, same, 30% if chance. If we're doing a radio show in Brisbane right now talking about the Broncos, I'm saying the same thing. If Correct. we're talking about the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Correct. And, and Fletch and Joel, I'm saying the same thing. If Correct. we're talking about the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne right now, I'm saying the same thing. If yeah. I am sitting in Penrith, uh, SENZ, SEN Penrith, I'm saying, yes, we will win the, uh, the it's NRL this year. It's theirs to lose. Now, the funny thing is we're talking about this as if the Warriors are going to make the grand final. I mean, we're still going to win these next mm. four games to stay in the top four, and then we've got to win some very, very tough finals games because if we lose that first week, which is probably going to get Brisbane, it's going to be against... Uh, a South Sydney or um, maybe a Cronulla or a Cowboys especially I mean South Sydney are a team that we've done very poorly against in recent times Melbourne Storm have had our number for a, for a long time now before we even talk about Penrith Brad like if we were to face Melbourne in a semi-final or a prelim final that is almost as big a challenge at, ho- at home I'd feel we would be favourites away from home I wouldn't I, 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 we just can't win there it also depends <laughs> this also depends how we track over the next four games because I was saying this I made that call on Monday based on what I've seen right now after 23 rounds right the next four weeks we could be the best team in the NRL we could win every game by 50 points the, the Panthers might lose one and all of a sudden people going the Warriors are the form team heading into the finals all our players come back we start clicking equally what if we drop a game here what if we lose to the Tigers what if we lose to Manly all of a sudden are we have we drop down the, premi- the, the grand final favourite. So, so it's a, a it's a um, opinion in time that can change depending on how the next four weeks go. Uh, you've probably done the maths. Our best chance to win is if we finish in the top two and and play that first week at home. That's because yep. then, then you're, you're, then, home you're finals, then you're one home final away. If if we get if we guarantee ourselves two home finals, I I would back us to make the grand final. Hundred percent back back us to make it. And I, I back us to make it regardless, actually. I, I could do back us to make it, but it's once you're there, it's a whole different ballgame because you've got this big week leading, leading, as I talked about, and experience matters big time. Uh, I want to talk about netball because we're running out of time. Uh, the Silver Ferns. Should there be more fallout from finishing fourth at a World Cup? 
Yeah, there probably would be normally. There's just too much else going on that, right now. I think, that's, I think that's probably what, what's happened here. There's too much to distract us, and we're having too much fun enjoying, well, the success of other countries in, in regards to the, the football. But, but see, briefly, that, that our success. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, you're talking about other countries versus what is yeah, our national it was team briefly in a sport that ours, is arguably one of the biggest female sports in New Zealand. Yeah, it was briefly our success that we were celebrating. That probably got us, as I said earlier, got us hyped into it. And then we're also enjoying the success of the Warriors and the All Blacks. And so I think that's. That's why there hasn't been as much fallout because it was pretty poor. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind, right? Mm. Like those, I mean, the, the game times were okay. But uh, look, I just don't think we're that good at the moment. Like Nolene is probably the best coach in the world. She's certainly proven that over a long period of time that she's at least one of the best coaches in the world. I just don't think she had the cattle. And when you lose Grayson Wicky, you lose your your, your what do they call it, get-out-of-jail-free card, right? Because if you're in trouble, you throw the ball to Grace, you, but, she puts but, it in the But net. you just mentioning there, like there were some position, some very interesting positional switches throughout the tournament. There were a lot of changes from game to game from Dame Nolene. Is there an argument, and I'm a massive Dame Nolene fan, don't get me wrong, and, and what she did uh, in the last World Cup, absolutely phenomenal, but is there an element of truth to the argument that even if you are a successful coach and a good coach, sometimes change is necessary for a team? Potentially, but how many of those changes did she make was because of what she was doing up front and the changes that she needed to make to, to, you, for those connections between... Could you not have planned for that as a coach? She, like, prob- you, you she, can't probably, just she one. probably did, mate, but like you know, it's still like you're losing your... You're, like I said, you'll get out of jail free card. I get that. Well, I think you know it comes down to to depth as well, and we clearly didn't have that depth. But then, if you go back to those other sports, when 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 you're going into a competition that you could win if everything goes right, which is the other competitions we've just talked about, the netball was probably one of those as well. Just like the Warriors, Grace Nwiki falls over, and and we aren't able to have the depth there. What happens if Sean Johnson falls over? But also, what happens if Nathan Cleary falls over? Yes, and I'll leave you with this: we need to get New Zealanders playing in the Australian competition because that's where the 100%. Jamaicans and the England players yep. are playing and, yep. th- and those three teams are the best teams in the that, world right now. So we have to figure out a way to get our best players playing in the Australian that's competition. A, yeah, almost an objective truth. Right, one to finish. Uh, Cricket World Cup, will we win? No. No. We're so positive today, aren't we? Well, We're I mean... So po- <laughs> I mean, I think that'll be a... That, if that's not a 100% communal nationwide opinion, you know, can we win? Yeah. But will we win? Come on, man, subcontinent. Okay, so, no. so um, Kane Williamson, obviously... You know, I'd ask you if he wasn't in there. It's almost a foregone conclusion. But if he is in there, what? Where do you put the charts? Is like, where do you see us top in four. relation? Top four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final. Final. If Kane is there, yeah, yeah. And we lose another one. I, uh, yeah, probably lose it, but could win. Yeah, uh, Kane. Kane is the difference maker. A Trent Bolt in those conditions is great as well. Mm, interesting. Anyway, boys, that was fun, wasn't it? It was. Do you think Thank we got you it for all out there? I mean, a lot of this is spawned out of the conversations we have out in the office, which get a lot more heated, must I might say, than they do here on air. But do you feel like we covered oh, everything? I don't know. Do you say more statements? heated here or more heated, more heated out, out, there? out there? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this morning, yeah. I was considering, actually, I think I overheard uh, Brad, just let me finish, Sam. <laughs> let me finish. And then I was like, wow, what am I walking Story into at, at midday? I'll more, just bring the more, popcorn. I don't need to say anything. A lot more colourful language out there as well. Uh, closing statements? I'll go we first. Um, yeah. Enjoyed your uh, spiel at the top, at the top of Magnum PI. Fantastic. Uh, you are missing the moustache, though. If we get right. the moustache yeah. back, that was okay. good. Um, and an old saying, explaining is losing. Closing comments. I would rather have Liverpool win the Premier League than any of the other things come to fruition. Thank really? You yeah, they've already won it, mate. <laughs> they've already won it. You've already had that wish. Again. Oh, you're greedy. We need that Warriors to get the first title. Uh, Ruben Bradley, Brad Lewis, uh, joining me for the Wednesday caucus. That was a lot of fun.